Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time is most appropriate for you as you are tuning in. Welcome to a brand new day with Stephanie J. Of course, I'm your host, Stephanie J. Glad to have you with me because this is the day that the Lord hath made and I will rejoice. And I hope that you are rejoicing and let us be glad in it. And what does it mean to rejoice? To experience joy and gladness in a high degree, to be exhilarated with lively and pleasurable sensations, to exalt. And What's my acronym for Rejoice Christian? To reach every day for the joy offered in Christ to everyone. Thank you. Yes, I have my sidekick with me right now. And what I'm doing is a short episode makeup. Um, a few days ago, I did episode 30 through 33 on encouragement. And somehow... When it was listed, I ended up with a duplicate of the same message, went back through them and it was the same message. And I did not have another one recorded at that time. So I just simply deleted it and I went back and checked a little while ago and it has been deleted off the other platforms as well. It was still continuing to show. So now I have a little gap in my 30s. It goes from 30 to 32 and 33 on up to 40, the episode that I just published. So it's not really possible to go back and renumber them. They're already on there. They're listed. So I figured why not just do a makeup and then have my favorite sidekick, Christian, help me out with this. So we're here to encourage you. Hopefully you're having a good day. We do not know what is going on, but one thing I do know is that God is in control and he knows what we're facing. He knows where each of us are. If you don't believe me, get your Bible or borrow a Bible or go to an app, a Bible app, read Psalm 139. That's a very good psalm to tell you of the thoughts that God has for us. And all of the Bible is littered with passages that tell us about the love that God has for us. What about um, the scripture that says God commended his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I can't always fathom or wrap my mind around it, but can you believe that someone actually died in our place? Can we actually begin to understand what kind of love it took for someone to lay down his life and go all the way to Calvary's cross? I'm getting better with it through the years. I'm still trying to take it all in and it is just marvelous to know, as the psalm says, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made because God took time to think about me, 
even before the foundation of the world, before I was in my mother's womb, God knew who I would be. Before Christian was in my womb, God already knew him, knew that he would be the prophet that he ordained him to be. Sent me all the way to Arizona back in 2005 to have a woman tell me that I would birth a prophet for this end time move. And I'm so happy that that is a prophecy that came to pass. So what I'm going to do right now is ask Christian to share one of his words out of his new dictionary that his siblings mailed to him last week. And he's been working in it with his lessons. So we thought we'd add a word of the day to some of these episodes. So here you are. What would you like to share with our listeners today? This word for today, it is a transistor. Mm -hmm. A transistor is a small solid electronic device used for controlling the flow of electricity. Hmm. Interesting. Back in the day, we used to have uh, little transistor radios. <laughs> you and pretty much all the kids on the face of this, this earth right now wouldn't have a clue <laughs> about transistor radios or the devices that we used to have because everything is so modern. We're in a world of technology galore. You have quite a bit of it with your games and things like that. We have cell phones and you see me operating, you know, the computer and the CD players. We used to have eight tracks and uh, CDs. We still have them, but MP3 players and all of that just came and kind of took over. So anyway, thanks for sharing that word. And so I was thinking, you have an action Bible and you've been reading quite a bit um, in your action Bible. We've, we've been doing family devotions together for many years, even, you know, as Christian was younger and, you know, my husband and I, we would do devotions with him and share, you know, the word and we pray and things like that. Well, he's now over 10 and how long ago was it? We had that little talk when I was saying to you I wouldn't be... About a month ago. About a month. Okay. I was thinking maybe about a month. But I seem to say about a month for everything. So I just didn't want to say a month and it was, you know, longer or shorter. But anyway, so about a month ago, we sat down at the table and I was saying how I felt like I needed to release some and not mother you so much in some areas you're you're becoming responsible. He's a good young man, obedient. He listens. He's very helpful around the house. Uh, he likes to put together furniture. Uh, anything he sees me drop, he's coming to the rescue. He's just a really, really good little helper. And I felt like I don't need to make him read the word or force him to read the word. I pulled back and I kept my word, right, Christian? Mm -hmm. Okay, I did. I said, I'm not going to tell you when or when you should. 
certain things may be a part of his lessons. And I said, you know, we'll still pray together. We'll still read sometimes. We'll listen to some sermons periodically, but not because we were doing it every morning and then every night before going to bed. And then depending on what was going on in the day, we might listen to something or do something. So, you know, regarding his schooling or whatever. So I pulled back and he was kind of like, really? You're not going to tell me when to read or what to read? And I said, no. How did you feel hearing those words? I felt like I needed to stick with it in order to make God happy and to make God know that I'm serious about his word. Okay. So I've noticed, and I really hadn't said anything to him, but I noticed right away that he was sticking to his schedule and he was more determined at the time you were reading the book of Kings in his new King James version. And he wanted to finish that. And then he said, when I'm done with this, I want to read in my action Bible, which is more like a comic book type of Bible that gives like the abridged versions of the stories. But every morning without fail, with the exception of a few times we've had to go out in the morning, he gets up and he reads his action Bible and he does a memory verse. And, you know, in the evening, so, so oh, I have to go ahead and, you know, finish what I was reading because I didn't have a chance. So he's disciplined. And I think it's more, it's habitual because we've been doing this for so long. And so I'm very proud of my son. I tell him, you know, I let him know this. He's always cheering me on, telling me how proud he is of my podcast and my books. And he's always telling me how I'm a great mom. And so I so appreciate him and appreciate this love that God has sent into my life. Such an unexpected blessing, but that he is nonetheless really a blessed child of the Lord. And so I'm thinking, hmm, would you like to share something about a story that you've read, you know, recently in your action Bible? Sure. Okay. What would you like to talk about? I read a lot of David. Okay. I read a lot of the books of David. In his stories, mm -hmm. I read them throughout. A lot of times when I'm trying to get to something else, then I would stop at his story and look over it a little bit. Right. So what's something that you would like to share with the listeners about King David of Israel? Well, he was a little shepherd boy and he ended up going to the war and defeated Goliath. And Saul got jealous of him because everyone was taken he was taking away everyone else's glory from him. And he got jealous and tried to kill David and Saul's son, his so-called loyal son to him, Jonathan, he was David's friend, so he helped David out in exile and sent them messages like shooting an arrow, telling him he couldn't come back because his father was still angry with him. Mm -hmm. Okay. Anything else? No. It's That's just it? You're David... just going to leave the people hanging like that? Mm. Well, it's just that David is a very interesting story. 
and I really think it's interesting, his story and how he came from a shepherd boy to a warrior to the whole king of Israel, and he was just a marvelous warrior, and even when he messed up, he was quick to repent, mm -hmm. and he repented, and he was truly sorry about whatever he did. So that tells us that David had a heart for God. He was a man of integrity. Man after God's own heart. Mm -hmm. Even with all his flaws. And so I constantly remind you that God is pleased with you when, when you're being told. Sometimes people hear stuff like what I said to you. Like I'm not because I did not want to feel like you're only reading because I'm making you. And I don't mean make in the sense of I'm forcing you. It's just a part of our daily ritual, daily routine. And I've shared often with you that my parents never told me to read the Bible. I was never made to read the Bible. I grew up in church. I enjoyed reading the Bible on my own, but it was never something we were told to do. Sometimes it was like, okay, go play or go to your room. But it was never go, go somewhere and read the Bible. I, I even didn't have a, I didn't even have a Bible of my own, you know, during those young years. So I used to read my mother's big Bible, as you've heard mom talk about many a times, that white Bible. And I read Bibles at the church or, you know, Bibles at my grandmother's or whatever. So I wanted you to make that decision when and how often you would read the Bible. And I wanted you, the whole point was, I felt like you know enough now, this has been 10 years, you're almost 11 of this type of training. And so it really made me feel good to see that you didn't take advantage of it because some people would say, well, she's not telling me to read or I don't have to read. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. A lot of kids would be just like when their parents tell them, all right, we're going to stop making you read. It's up to you to read. Most of the kids will be like, Really? I don't have to read? Time to play. <laughs> yeah, but you get plenty of time to play and do other things. So I'm glad to see that God's word is still priority in your life and in your mornings and even sometimes in the evening when it's time to go to bed. We were up, you know, past your bedtime. And you said, Mom, can I have five minutes just to finish reading that story? So I know that that makes God's heart glad that. You're a child who loves him and loves to read his word. And the title of this episode is Encouragement. So I hope that you're being encouraging to whoever may listen to this podcast to know that you don't have to be a certain age. For children your age, you can be young, you can be older, you can be seasoned, someone like me who's been in the Bible for years, and you can still rediscover your love for the word and learn a lot of lessons. And out of that reading, Christian comes sometimes with questions. If it's something he doesn't understand or if it's something he wants to share, so it makes for good conversation. And also, um, a good way to teach lessons and learn from the stories of the Bible. So I'm very pleased about that. Um, thank you for sharing. Something and, else you want to add? Yes. I notice this feeling when I read the Bible 
that when I'm about to close the book and go away, I just can't do it because the stories are so good. So I'll be about to close it down and be like, let's see what's, let's see whatever I haven't read. Then I go, then I end up reading a whole nother story. Then I end up continuing that story and it ends up becoming a priority. That's good. That reminds me of the scripture that says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. So very, very good information. Thank you for sharing. And one more thing, would you like to introduce uh, your brother's song for this episode? Yes. This song by my big brother, Rashawn, is called French Fries. <laughs> Enjoy. And just in case you think my mom's just saying this, I couldn't keep still. <laughs> well, thank you, Christian, for sharing with us on today. And before I end this episode, I am going to share a few scriptures with you. And what I'm looking at right now is Psalm 31 verse 24, and it says, be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in the Lord. And so that's where my hope is. That's where Christian's hope is. And I pray that's where your hope is today. And if not, I pray that you will get to that place. Uh, Isaiah 40 and 31 it's one of my favorite scriptures in Isaiah. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. How many of you can use a renewal of your strength? They shall mount up with wings as eagles. I mentioned before, that's like my favorite bird being born and raised in Philadelphia. You know a lot about those eagles. 
They shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint. Philippians 4 and 6 says, be careful for nothing. Some translations say be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Let's jump down to verse eight. It says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, then think on these things. You don't have to keep your mind focused on the negative and what's going on. I know sometimes it's difficult, but we have to learn to practice these things until they become a habit. Like Christian and I discussed reading the word. If you, they say scientifically, I've heard many reports for years that say it takes 21 days to form a habit. And we know that's either good or bad. Some say 30 days, but whatever. If you get up and you begin doing something each and every day, and I'm talking things that are good for you. I'm not talking about the negative things, you know, start small, do something different. You know, most people say I've read many books and this is a habit that I've had since I was a little girl. So it's not an issue for me. I get up in the morning and I make my bed up. I cannot leave my bed unmade. It's, it's so habitual that it doesn't feel right. And I remember, I don't know if I shared this on one of the episodes, but when I was about eight or nine, I was visiting uh, at my Aunt Joyce's with my cousin Tanya and her neighbor, I forget this lady, she was a short little lady, but she was nice. And she was, she set out on the steps sometimes and she would talk to me. I was sitting out there one day and she had a, a son and a daughter who they both were younger than I was. And I can see them all just as clear right now, but I just don't remember their names right now. But she was telling me, yeah, you know, um, my kids are good. They get up every morning and before they do anything else, they clean their rooms and things like that. Well, I mean, I was a neat kid and I cleaned and stuff like that, but that just impacted me so much that day. Like if these young kids could get up every day and, you know, she's like, they make up their beds and they sweep and they just, then I determined that when I got back home, I would always make sure that I cleaned my room. And I did. If I don't make my bed up, I don't feel right. If I, I cannot sleep with stuff all in my room, everything has to have its place. I cannot go to bed with stuff left out in the kitchen, dishes in the sink, um, I've had some good training. You know, my mother was a good housekeeper. I learned a lot from her when I was, I say around 10 or 11, I used to visit with my next door neighbor, one of my best friends, Rhonda. Her mother was Miss Thelma and I'd go a lot of places with them. And sometimes I stay over, you know, the times my mother would allow me to, which wasn't often. And I remember one night Rhonda said, mom, can me and Stephanie make some salmon? And she said, yeah, y'all can. She said, just remember, 
a good cook always cleans up his mess. That message that night really inspired me to always make sure I cleaned up. Now I wasn't really cooking at that time, just experimenting, you know, friends or whatever. My mother didn't start making me cook until I was 12 and I did not want to do it. So I tried to mess up everything <laughs> that she made me cook. And, you know, while Rhonda cooked, I cleaned up as we went along and it was a good feeling. I remember that feeling making sure the kitchen was clean. Miss Thelma came in. She didn't have any complaints. It was easier. You know, I cannot stand to be in a kitchen full of mess while I'm cleaning. One of the things that we do and we've done many years in, you know, in my marriage, you know, my husband told me from the beginning, I'm not one of those guys who thinks that he can't clean and stuff. He said, if you're in here, you know, cooking meals and preparing meals, I don't have a problem. You know, the least I can do is, you know, wash the dishes. He said, after I eat up whatever you cook or whatever. So a lot of times as I'm cooking, you know, if I'm, if I need certain pots or whatever, he'll come and wash those pots. If I'm going to reuse something or, um, if the dishes start piling up, but you know, after we eat, he'll go in and clean the kitchen, you know, but a lot of times as I'm cooking, I'm wiping down the counters and things like that. And when you get finished, I'm talking even a Thanksgiving or a Christmas dinner or Easter, a big dinner. It hardly looks like I've been in the kitchen. So those are some habits that have been formed and I've been encouraged in different ways to become that person. So I'm just saying it's a good thing. And it's, it's not too late to start. If, if you don't necessarily have those habits, start doing little things at a time, encourage yourself. David encouraged himself. Christian was talking about King David. The Bible says David encouraged himself in the Lord. He didn't have it easy. He had problems in his life. We talked about a lot of that. You can read a lot about his story and Samuel and Kings, um, but the Bible says David encouraged himself in the Lord. If nobody else is doing it, you start. You be the change as Mahatma Gandhi said. You be the change in the world that you want to see. And so you don't normally make up your bed. Get up and start making up your bed every morning before you get up a few minutes earlier. You know, take time to prepare uh, at night when you have to leave and have to do something in the morning. So you won't have to rush and, you know, be frazzled. If you don't normally eat breakfast, get up a little bit earlier, put something in your stomach, do some little things. It, it doesn't always have to be a major thing. Do something different. Encourage yourself. Okay. The Bible says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, and faith. Galatians 5 and 22. And we definitely know we need faith for everything. Hebrews tells us in chapter 11, it is impossible to please God without faith. It's impossible. So we definitely want to make sure that we are walking by faith and not by sight. As second Corinthians tells us, Psalm 27 and 14, wait on the Lord be of good courage and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. And you may say, Stephanie, I've been waiting a long time for some things. And I'll tell you, so have I. I have been waiting for some things. I've even had people prophesy to me. And a lady told me in Ashland, Virginia, I guess going on two years ago. 
And she, the first thing she said to me in the prayer line, she said, you know, you've been waiting for a long time. I know you've been waiting, but don't give up. And I'm saying the same thing to you today. Don't give up. Just wait on the Lord and be of good courage. Let him strengthen you. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. You can't go wrong that way. Even if you're sad for a moment, the Bible says weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. That's Psalm uh, 30 and five. And I'm going to end on this scripture. Hebrews 10, 35 through 37 says, cast not away therefore your confidence, which have great recompense of reward for you have need of patience that after you have done the will of God and we have to make sure we're doing his will, you might receive the promise for yet a little while and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. So we have to have faith and confidence and cast not away your confidence. So I'm running out of time. I want to see if Christian has any closing words that he would like to add to further encourage you. I hope you have enjoyed my son. He's so precious. I'm so glad that God has chosen the children that he's chosen for me. Couldn't ask for better children and grandchildren. And so I just want you to stay encouraged. I'm going to be taking a break from podcasting for a little bit, but I'll be back at you soon in a new season on a brand new day. Thank you so much for listening. Christian? And mom, I just wanted to say congratulations for making 40 podcasts. Thank you, son. (laughs) Thank you so much. Right. I just think it's you're the best podcaster ever. I enjoy your podcast so much <laughs> that I just stop what I'm doing and go listen to you. I appreciate that, but I think it's time for you to get back to some of your other podcasts. Remember your science and things. So we're running out of time now. What's your final word for the listeners in six seconds? Be encouraged, be blessed, and we'll talk to you soon. time is most appropriate for you as you are tuning into this podcast. Welcome to a brand new day with Stephanie J. I am your host, Stephanie J. So glad that you are joining me on this day, this beautiful day that the Lord have made. So let us rejoice and be glad in it as Psalm 118 and 24 says. And what does it mean to rejoice? To experience joy and gladness in a high degree. To be exhilarated with lively and 
pleasurable sensations to exalt. And my acronym for rejoice is reach every day for the joy offered in Christ to everyone. So how's it going today? How are you doing? I hope everything is all right in your world. It is a rainy day, but a beautiful day nonetheless. I'm grateful to be alive. How about you? Actually, I wanted to start off with a few scriptures that I was reading earlier on praise because the Bible says that we should praise the Lord and that he is worthy to be praised. So Isaiah 43 and 21 says, This people have I formed for myself. They shall shew forth my praise. First Peter 2 and 9, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should shew forth the praises of him who have called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Psalm 147 and 1. Praise ye the Lord, for it is good to sing praises unto our God, for it is pleasant and praise is comely. Hebrews 13 and 15. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifices of praises to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Second Samuel 22 and 4. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. Psalm 34 and 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Psalm 48 and 1. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God, in the mountain of his holiness. And I think that's a good start right there. You can begin right there. No matter how you're feeling right now, I promise you, you open up the book and look at what God's word has to say, especially in the Psalms. You can find some really, really good and encouraging words um, kind of help you boost your spirits because I know whew, we're going through some stuff out here. A lot of losses. I heard about uh, the gentleman from the movie Black Panther and I was listening to the radio while I was in the car this morning. Yes, on my way to Walmart. <laughs> and um, they were talking about some other movies that he played and I had no knowledge of it. He played Thurgood Marshall and I think they said he was in Malcolm X and some other movies and... It's really sad, but I can really relate to that because they said he died from colon cancer, which is what my Aunt Alicia died from back in um, 1996. So my family has experienced firsthand, um, you know, dealing with that illness. And so my prayers go out and I have prayed for um, his family, friends, his aficionados, fans that have followed him. I am actually 
recording in my studio right now, studio closet. My husband and I started recording in many years ago, and it actually became my prayer closet. And this was before War Room ever came out because I've been praying in closets and special places for many years. And um, this closet, I spent a lot of time in. I even used to sleep in here sometimes. I like to put a, um, uh, what do you call it? Now I can't even think of the word that it starts with a P. And the old folks used to say, oh, let me put a, a pilot down for you or something like that. And um, one time I even got like a little small twin blow-up mattress and I fit it right in here. It's not really huge, but it was enough to put the mattress, you know, and I put the big old fan out in front of the door and let the air blow because my husband is a snorer. And um, this used to be my escape for a little while. Sometimes if I got tired of, you know, dealing with his snoring and nudging him, and sometimes I'd send him downstairs. But anyway, I like this little closet space. So I thought, huh, I'll try to see how it is, um, you know, recording portable in here. And can't really blow the fan, and it's not as cool as I would like it, but... Today is not really hot. It is rainy and it feels okay. So I figured I'd at least do an episode. And before I get started in the conversation that I wanted to have today, I want to get to the second incident that I wanted to mention in the last episode and I did not. But I was reading through my women's book of healing herbs and some of my older podcast. I shared little segments on um, herbs and teas and just a little helpful information that I think would be helpful for, you know, maybe some of my listeners, maybe not all, but I read this little article that says, for better digestion, support your liver. And we know that our liver is really an important organ. And so, I thought I would read this to you and it kind of took me back to my elementary school days. I was thinking about our teacher's aide that used to come in, Miss McLean. I can see that jovial face and that laughter and she is really the reason that I developed a love of reading at a young age because she used to come into our classrooms and she'd help You know, she'd assist the teacher and pass out test papers and stuff. But in the afternoons, she would get us in a little circle and she would read books to us. And she had this dramatic way of reading and she'd, you know, leave you in suspense. And I mean, it was so good that I couldn't wait to leave to go to the school library and then the library in our neighborhood and you know, look for the books that she read and then I would find other books. And I continued that on all of my life, even to to, to this day. I'm still a an avid reader and I used to go home and read my mother's big Bible on her dresser. It was because of that lady. And so I've always made it a point that my children had library cards and I read to them and it's it's just a good thing. So 
Today, we're going to have a three-minute story time with Stephanie J. Maybe I should add that <laughs> a segment, you know, story time with Stephanie J. But this is important information, and I wanted to share it with you. So here goes. It says, if you entered your liver in a contest for underappreciated bodily organs, this three-pound organ would win, hands down. And when it comes to digestion, you might think that your stomach and intestines do all the work, but your liver plays a larger role in digestion than you might guess. Responsible for more than 500 functions, your liver sees all the blood that leaves the stomach and intestines. It stores glycogen, the energy source that our cells need. The liver detoxifies the blood and rids your body of poisonous substances, and it secretes bile that aids in fat digestion. The liver is a filter, and it manufactures 2,000 different kinds of enzymes that are necessary in body functions, says Gail Eversole. She's an RN a PhD, a nurse practitioner, a medical herbalist, and professional member of the American Herbalist Guild in Everett, Washington. For women, the liver is important because it deactivates estrogen so it can be recycled. A lot of women get digestive disorders and menstrual cycle problems because their livers are congested. PMS and menopausal symptoms of indigestion are often related to liver congestion. Dr. Eversole notes, as are fibroid tumors, breast tenderness, and other difficulties. Diet and lifestyle changes are a necessary part of healing with herbs, she adds. Any imbalance in this delicate process can show up in the oddest of places, when people have liver imbalances, they get frontal headaches and sinus pain. They may awake in the morning with a coated tongue and filmy teeth. When they eat fat, they keep burping it up because it takes such a long time to digest, says Daniel Gagnon, a professional member of the AHG, executive director of the Botanical Research and Education Institute, and owner of Herbs Etc. in Santa Fe, New Mexico. If you consult an herbalist for excess acid, indigestion, or even gas, don't be surprised if she discusses your liver. She'll probably suggest herbs such as barberry, elderflower, and peppermint, which herbalists say cleanse this important organ. So, now we know that our liver does a lot of work and we should work to take care of our liver. I know years ago, my father had to have um, surgery for his liver. And when I was reading that, kind of jogged my memory to something I wanted to mention the last episode when I said New Mexico. My neighbors, I've talked about the husband on probably about two episodes you know, due to his smoking, he's a chain smoker. And I was mentioning him a few episodes back. And then I mentioned that his wife 
left and I, I do not recall their country, but she left to visit her homeland and her family right before COVID hit and she could not come back home. So she's been gone for several months now and I was praying for them and I, you know, see them all the time because it's mainly the two of them and they be, you know, working in the yard together and he'd go outside and get her huge cooking pots out the shed and, you know, they'd be watering the flowers and stuff like that. And, um, when I was podcasting in my son's room on Sunday, yesterday, I saw her come out the the door and I smiled. I was very happy to see her. Um, so happy for them because the situation turned out good, you know. They were separated for a long time and she got to come back home even amid all of this. And I'm so grateful to God that he kept her and, you know, kept her husband. And now they're back home. So I'm sure I'll be seeing them in and out as we always did. (laughs) They've been here for a few years now and they're always out working in that yard. And our backyard is facing them. So we just get to see them in and out all day long just doing stuff so that's a good good story but um i am going to talk about that second encounter i know i've mentioned it a few times but i kept running out of time so what i'm going to do right now is just take a short commercial break for anchor and then i am going to come back and discuss that encounter. Be right back. Well, all right, I am back. If we were on the telephone, I would say, well, thank you so much for holding, but glad you're still around. And so let's talk a little bit 
I'm going to talk about another incident that took place. I already talked about the fragrance guy. And so I moved on from that. But as I said, I am not going to put this person on blast. I'm, I'm not about doing that. But I will let you know that this one was a little, little tough because it is a very close relationship that's all I'm going to say this is a person that I have supported in many ways now she's done some things for me but I've supported this person in many ways for many years and that's what makes this a little more difficult but I, I wanted to talk about it because th these types of things happen you know we're human um there are sometimes circumstances that arise that need to be dealt with and these situations have a tendency to go any way and so what I realized instantly was I know what the enemy wanted to happen and wanted to see happen but it didn't go that way and so that really is the focus of the story but let me just begin okay i sent her a just a picture when my first order came in for my books that i self-published on amazon you know i just took a picture just lined them up and then snapped the picture and I sent them to a few people who were aware that I was you know publishing you know my books and you know I'm excited because it's like this is my first shipment and I get to actually see the physical you know books or whatever and so I got a quick response back from her and she just said you know very nice and that was that so two days later, I'm on my phone and I'm looking at listening to a message with my son and I get a text message from her. Now, when I pull the text message up, it was sent to me and another person, but I can already tell that the text was not meant for me. It was sent to me in error, but what the text was it was talking about me to someone else and you know she made a comment you know sent the pictures like this text is from and she said who I was and then she said made a comment about it and I'm not going to even put that out put it on blast or whatever but when I read that I just kind of chuckled a little bit because I know that she sent it accidentally and I know at that moment if she realized it, I could just imagine what her face was looking like. Like, oh boy, I did not mean to send that to her. So I just responded by saying, wow, seriously? Laugh out loud. And then the other person that was clued in on the text quickly came behind me and said, uh, I think what she meant to say was congratulations. So I went back and I said, no, I think I can read pretty clearly what she meant in the text but it's cool and then she comes in and she says 
I guess it's only uh, very befitting that I would accidentally send that text to you. And she went on to say that she's experiencing some frustration because of a stalled writing project. It seems that her creativity is waning. And then it seems like everybody and their mothers, you know, is able to write and produce or whatever. And now including me. And then she said, so I apologize. It was very unkind. And I'm just having, in her words, I still have the test. She says, I'm just having a momentary hater moment, but I really am proud of you. So I said, okay. And then I text back and I said, well, to be honest with you, I've known quite for quite some time that you harbored these types of feelings. And I could tell, you know, that so it was like a moment of honesty. And we ended up opening up about some things, including the other person, someone else who I'm very close to. Um, the other person, we were kind of going back and forth. And I said, you know, I recognize this. And that's why I kind of shut down and I don't share a lot. And, you know, I just kind of pray for you all and and just let everyone live their lives. And, you know, she came back again and she said, yeah, um, it, it really was very unkind for me to say that. And she said, it's just a reminder that I should speak life and not you know, speak deaf into situations or I should just keep my mouth shut. So again, I do apologize. And, you know, I am very proud of you. And the funny thing about it was initially I was feeling like, oh, okay. So you just saved me some money because her birthday was actually the next day. And I had been so busy, you know, running in and out furniture, maintenance and you know doing things I needed to do that uh for the past I think two days prior to that I kept saying okay I want to get on Amazon because we don't live near each other now and I was saying you know I'm going to get on you know Amazon I'm an Amazon and Walmart shopper first and foremost but I will go to other sites but I said you know I'm going to just order her gifts and have them sent to her and initially I felt like well you just saved me some money I'm not sending you a thing. <laughs> it's like, I will not be sending you a thing. But by the time we finished our open heart discussions, I had a change of heart. And so a little while after that, I went online and I ordered her two very nice uh, gifts as she actually set herself when she received them. One was a beautiful leather um, journal and it was inscribed on the front. And when I looked at the words, they were very apropos, but I was telling her how proud I was of her and just declaring my love and the way it was written, it was perfect. And then I found you know, from my son, he actually got his sister's gift, um, a bracelet and it was a writer's bracelet and it had cute little, you know, things hanging from the bracelet, an old style typewriter. Uh, there's a book on there, uh, like a cup with some pens. And then 
there's something on there and it says, uh, be careful or you'll end up in my novel. And they were so appropriate, you know, for her. And then before I went out that day on her birthday, actually, I, um, put some money in her account and just told her, you know, uh, have lunch on me or, you know, get a Manny or something like that. And so I was glad that it turned out that way. I was actually glad that it happened because it gave us an opportunity to, you know, clear the air in some areas in a way that it may not have happened had she not accidentally, you know, clued me in on her hater text. And I actually ended it by saying, you know, um, regardless, I'm still here for you if you need me for anything. And then she texts me back and said, well, you know what? I could use prayer for a situation that I'm dealing with, with my roommate. And so I found out that there were some other things going on that was concerning her and she hasn't been sleeping and, you know, she's feeling, you know, exhausted mentally and things like that. So naturally I began to, you know, lift that up in prayer. But what I said at the beginning, I know what the enemy meant to happen because he's always trying to bring division. And a lot of times situations like that happen. And I've experienced these things before and offense does set in, you know, especially when it is a close relationship. And like I said, this is someone that I have been supporting for many years and doing many things for and and being there. And so that's all. It's like a slap in the face. Like, wow, this, this is how you feel. This is how you do me. And a lot of times people don't speak behind it. Like I said, initially I was like, hmm, I'll be saving my money. I'm not sending you a thing. And there was a time when I would have stopped calling. I would have not texted back or responded. I would have just let it go and kept on moving until, you know, whenever, but it didn't go that way. And it was a much better feeling than allowing it to go that way. Okay. We, you did it. We cleared the air. You apologize. I accepted the apology and we've had a few more communications, you know, since then. And I honestly didn't feel anything. I didn't feel any type of buildup or it, it wasn't a thing where, yeah, okay. Yeah. I, you know, yeah, I hear you. I forgive you, but um, yeah, girl, I'm a, I'm a keep this in mind. I'm a, no, I, I don't feel anything like that. And so I just wanted to share that because these things happen and, and it took my mind back to some scriptures on offense. And I remember where Jesus said, you know, I've given you power over the, you know, all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. And one translation says offend you. You know, we have power over these things. We have a choice. We can choose. We cannot always choose what will happen, what will take place, but we can choose how we respond. And I'm so glad that I was able to respond the way that I did. It is a choice. And um, that's basically all I want to say about it. And I'll just end with this little tidbit. 
people double check and be careful <laughs> who you're texting. Make sure you're, you know, sending out stuff to the right recipient. But even deeper than that, why don't we watch the content of what we're texting? You know, why are we using text messages and using, you know, social mediums to talk about people and down people and dog people? Why don't we do what the scripture says and lift one, one another up? The Bible says, let each esteem others higher than themselves, you know, I am not in a place where, and this, this, again, this is just me. I'm not competing with anyone. I, I don't even do social media. I have a Facebook account and I have posted some things on um, Facebook. I finally got around to putting up, you know, some of my music and, and I don't even think to do it a lot. You know, I put a few podcast episodes and, um, I don't. I don't have any Facebook friends. I, I never got on it for that because I was never that type of, I was never a social butterfly. I didn't do the party scene, the nightclubs, the hanging at people's houses for this and that. I, I just didn't, that wasn't my choice of lifestyle. And so um, I, I don't do all of that stuff. But when I do come across and, or I would get, I finally blocked out a lot of stuff because you know, all that stuff pops up on a news feed and stuff. And I'm like, I don't want to see all of this stuff. I don't want to read all of this stuff. And a lot of the stuff that I see people posting, I could care less about. And I'd be wondering, like, why are you putting all your business up? And, and who cares about what you're eating and where you are? I think that is so ridiculous. I, okay, let me vent about Facebook and social media for a second. I'm going to kind of wind this down, but why why do people care about what you just ate why are you posting 10 and 15 pictures of your recipes and you know you traveling places i think that's the newest thing i've seen people putting cameras in their car with music on and just taking a picture of you going down the road with sun like who really can, who who has time to sit there and waste minutes of their lives watching you on the road somewhere. I mean, it's one thing if you have a travel business and you're traveling somewhere and you're showing me. I used to take out videos from the library on travel and stuff. And a person is showing you where they're going and things like that. That's fine. But you just getting in your car, showing me where you're driving. Like, come on, really? Um, I, th I think a lot of that stuff is ridiculous. And I think. People can find a better use of their time. That's just me personally. Because I don't have time for it. I don't click on to that stuff. I spend my time looking up business stuff. I, I use my phone and tablets and things of that nature for business. I do my banking online as much as I possibly can. I shop online. You know, I have my Kindles and all. I have my own books. I, I read other people's books. I spend my time wisely. I research stuff. I, you know, do Bible studies. I pull up when I'm on YouTube and some of these things. I'm listening to messages, sermons, um, information that is going to better me and that I can later turn around and share. And I'm, I'm sorry, I, this has been me for most of my life.
I've always studied and liked learning and sharing information. So I guess it's pretty natural that I would end up podcasting. I enjoy this. The rest of the stuff, I don't have time for it. That is foolishness to me. So people, let's, you know, in this last day, in this last hour, can we can we make some changes? <laughs> we used to say that, you know, can't we all just get along? I'm asking you today. Can we make some changes in our lives, you know, for the better? And, and can they be lasting changes? And and can we can we learn? I remember my music teacher from Edward Gideon Elementary School. Her name was Miss Baysmore and she taught our music. She was pretty much the only music teacher. And um, so we had her for several years and she used to teach us these songs that I'd never heard anywhere, never heard them on the radio and haven't heard them, but they stick even to this day. But she taught us the song once and the song says, if you can't say something nice and then she would have us all go, shh, then don't say nothing at all. And then it would lead into another song and that's good advice to follow the bible tells us that you know your grandmother used to tell you that well except for if you had a gossiping <laughs> i'm sorry i'm gonna put on glass my grandmother my father's mother was a gossiping woman and she sat around and she talked about people and it didn't matter if you was in the next room she would talk about you to your face tell all your business and you know anyway my kid's grandmother was the same way so not everybody carried that sentiment but it it is really time for a change because I'm telling you and I'm going to tell you as much as I can think about it this world is on its way out of here this earth is going to be destroyed and i know that because that's what the bible says we do not have forever we do not have forever to get it right and so it's definitely um good for us to work on our relationships as i'm making more effort the situation that i just shared with you i did not have to handle it that way it could have gone another way or even worse i could have picked up the phone and called and cursed her out really but i didn't do that so it's time to really work on being better doing better because one day we are going to stand before the king the king of the universe, the king of glory, and we are going to be judged for how we lived our lives, how we treated one another. Um, all of that, it, it matters. I know people are going around chronicling Black Lives Matter. And if you, I don't want to get into that. That's not my platform. And it's not my reason for, you know, podcasting. I, I don't keep up with all the latest issues and I'm not forecasting that to you. But if you do a deeper search into Black Lives Matter, you will find out that there is a different agenda underneath all of that and it is not just about black lives and i'll just say that to whet your appetite you can go and search see who started this organization what they stand for what they're all about and you can see that there's more to it i'm not just jumping on anybody's bandwagon and things like that but what i do know is that my life matters period and not just this life 
there is another life. I am living to live again because that's what my Bible tells me. If you go all the way to Revelation 22, you will see a new heaven and a new earth. And we are going right back to the first chapter of Genesis when God created this world, what he had intended with the serpent beguiled Eve and Adam, uh, the fall, Jesus coming, all of that. When it comes right back around to Revelation, it's coming full circle. And we are going to live that life of paradise in eternity with Jesus. Read it for yourself. Don't take my word. But I am not living this life just to end up in a burning hell. Doesn't matter to me who believes it and who doesn't. It's in the Bible. It's God's word. I believe it. And I am not trying to live my life any old kind of way. And I'm going to leave you on that note right there, right at this very time. And I pray that the rest of your day is blessed and that you enjoy whatever it is that you are doing. I pray for your health. I pray for your family. I pray for, you know, your business, your your endeavors the things that you inspire but most of all i pray that you make your calling and your election sure because when this is over when this life is over and it will end one way or the other when this life is over we will face judgment so i pray that you would take heed to these words and do whatever is necessary for you to make it in. You be abundantly blessed and I'll speak with you again soon.